Coming up on today's federal newscast. The nation's longest shutdown ever has come to an end, but we could see another one go into effect in the next few weeks. Now that all federal workers are back to the office, when can they expect to get paid? Speaking of which, there may still be hope for civilian employees to see a raise this year. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. The partial government shutdown is now over, but another one may be right around the corner. President Trump tells the Wall Street Journal he doesn't think a newly created board made up of 17 members of Congress will be able to reach a deal over the next three weeks when funding runs out. Trump says another government shutdown is certainly an option. The board, tasked with hashing out an immigration deal, is set to meet this week and is led by House Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Nita Lowy. Agencies affected by the 35-day partial shutdown are set to reopen. When their employees will receive their pay differs by agency, though. USDA says its employees should receive two paychecks by January 31st, while the Coast Guard says it will take three to five business days to process pay for its military members. The National Treasury Employees Union is withdrawing its legal challenge of the Trump administration's decision to recall furloughed employees back to work during the government shutdown. A federal district judge was supposed to hear oral arguments later this week, but NTEU's other lawsuit before the U.S. Court of Federal Claims is still open. NTEU and the American Federation of Government Employees issued separate challenges. They say the Trump administration violated the Fair Labor Standards Act by forcing accepted employees to work without pay during the shutdown. AFGE on Friday urged accepted employees to join in the class action lawsuit. There's still some hope for a pay raise for civilian employees in 2019. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and Virginia Democrat Jerry Connolly introduced legislation to give civilian federal employees a 2.6% pay raise for the rest of the year. The raise would be applied to pay that started January 1st, meaning employees would get back pay and a raise if the bill passes Congress. The House Rules Committee is scheduled to consider the bill tomorrow. A 2.6% boost is what the military got in 2019. The Air Force is offering higher re-enlistment bonuses for shorter commitments. Most pilots who extend their contracts from three to nine years will get annual bonuses of $35,000. Previously, bonuses that high were only reserved for commitments of 10 to 12 years. The shorter commitment bonuses are an increase of $5,000 a year compared to 2018. The Air Force is offering higher bonuses due to a pilot shortage in the service. Military families may get a tax break this year. Spouses of service members can now claim the same residency of their husband or wife, even if they don't live in that state. That gives military families the opportunity to choose which state to pay taxes in, possibly leading to lower tax rates. The policy comes from the Veterans Benefits and Transition Act of 2018. Tax experts say it could save families hundreds or thousands of dollars. The Army says it's implementing a new policy on intellectual property. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The directive, signed last month by Army Secretary Mark Esper, tells acquisition officials to build an intellectual property strategy at the beginning of each program's life cycle. The goal, officials say, is to make sure the Army acquires the IP it needs to manage its programs from industry, but no more than it actually needs. On the other hand, it calls for the Army to be fairly compensated when vendors use the government's intellectual property through licenses. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. 
Two high-ranking Foreign Affairs Committee lawmakers hope to reestablish a cyber diplomat role in the State Department. Congressman Elliot Engel and Mike McCall introduced the Cyber Diplomacy Act to establish a high-level ambassador for cyberspace to lead state cyber diplomacy efforts. State merged the Cyber Diplomat Office with another one in 2018. The bill also directs the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations to advance international cyberspace policy. The Labor Department earns praise for its second try at IT modernization. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Labor Department released version two of its solicitation to drive its IT modernization priorities. Labor was forced to rework its Enterprise Infrastructure Solution, or EIS, request for proposals after vendors protested that version one limited competition. Now industry experts praise labor for removing those provisions that made the initial RFP unfair and for signaling it's open to awarding to more than one vendor. Along with labor, the Departments of Energy and Commerce and GSA have RFPs on the street under this $50 billion EIS contract. I'm Jason Miller. More than two-thirds of people surveyed by the Census Bureau say they're extremely likely or very likely to respond to the upcoming decennial count. The 2020 Census Barriers, Attitudes, and Motivators study finds data privacy, fear of repercussions, and distrust in government were common census concerns in 50,000 households. However, only 33% of respondents reported being extremely or very familiar with the decennial count. And one of the Postal Service's largest stamp price increases went into effect Sunday. The cost of a first-class forever stamp rose from 50 cents to 55 cents. Rate hikes also applied to the agency's other flat rate mail and package services. USPS has posted net losses for the past 12 fiscal years and reported nearly a $4 billion net loss for fiscal 2018. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 